I love Christmas time. And I love preaching about Christmas. You know, I was talking to a, to a pastor uh, this past week who he had a tough time during Christmas because he, he, he just didn't like preaching about Christmas. I could preach about the Christmas story every Sunday of the year. It's fascinating. It's a wonderful, wonderful uh, a series and a wonderful topic. And, and today we're going to talk um, about joy. And Sandra did a great job today with the children's message. And, and joy to the world. The Lord is come. You know, without Jesus coming, there'd be no joy. Think about it. And the reason we have joy is because Jesus has come. Isaac Watts wrote this beautiful hymn, Joy to the World. He wrote over 750 hymns in his lifetime. Think about it. 750. Joy to the World is the number one published song in all the world. Joy to the world. I love singing that this morning. Now, I don't want to be a buzzkill today, but I've got something to tell you. When Isaac Watts wrote Joy to the World, it had nothing to do with Christmas. It's not a Christmas hymn. Most people think that he wrote it out of Luke chapter 2. It's not about Luke chapter 2. It's not about Christmas. It's written out of Psalm 98. Joy to the world is not a Christmas hymn. But what a great song it is. It reminds us that because Jesus came into the world, we can have joy. Now, all of you agree with me, I would think, that because Jesus came into the world, he brought joy. Amen? So what I want to talk today about is not so much how Jesus brings joy to the world, but I want to talk about how we bring joy to the world. Because we've got to join Jesus in bringing joy to the world. I mean, it, it's great that Jesus brings joy, but, but what about us? How do we bring joy into the world? Now, I think you would agree with me. If ever there was a time where this world needs joy is today. I mean, we are in some crazy times. I've been in ministry for over 40 years. I've never seen anything like what we've been through this past year. And if anything, people need joy. And we've got to join Jesus in bringing joy to the world. So as we begin our Christmas series, today we're, we're going to talk about how we can bring joy into the world. And, and, and I'm going to kick off the series today, and we're going to be talking about two people who I love preaching about, and that is Mary and Joseph. We're going to look at uh, Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapter 1. So I want you to get your Bible out, and I've got some great notes, and I, I'm delighted to tell you that I think I'm going to follow the sermon notes today. So that ought to be a good thing. I, I know that just messes people up when I go off cue, but, but I, I'm, I, with, with God's help, I'm going to follow the notes today. So get your notes out, get your Bibles out, and we're going to go, first of all, to Joseph. We're going to look at Joseph, and I'm going to give you a couple points on how Joseph brought joy into the world, and that's going to be, that's going to be in Matthew chapter 1, and then we're going to go to Luke, uh, Luke chapter 1 as well. So Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapter 1, if you're with me this morning, let, let me hear a big amen. Now, I'm going to give you something, and uh, let me see, Dave and Michelle, I think I'm going to use you guys real quick for some help. 
Will you guys come on up here and, and, and um, I'm going to give you something that should really amaze you about the Christmas story as we get ready to look at Joseph and Mary and, of course, Jesus. So, David, come on up here. I'm going to have you stand over here, David, next to that beautiful Christmas tree over there. And, Michelle, you be over there, and you're going to, be, uh, you're going to stand over next to that tree. You know, if you've been at church here at Pine Castle for years and years and years, you know that I love giving you the meaning of names. Every time I preach, the first thing I do is I tell you the meaning of names, and it's important. And you're going to see today something maybe you've never seen before, the meaning of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, and how it relates to how we can bring joy into the world. So, uh, uh, Michelle, I'm going to let you be Mary, and you just hang on to that for a second. Everyone say Mary. Doesn't she do a good job of Mary? And, uh, and David is going to be Joseph. Everyone say Joseph. And then, just by default, I'm going to be Jesus. Is that okay? I was going to pick Pastor John, but he has a hard time getting up on the platform. So I'm going to, so I'm going to, I'm going to be Jesus. So the meaning of their names is incredible, and it brings tremendous insight into the beautiful story of how Jesus came into the world to bring joy. Now watch this. Mary, her name means, go ahead, Michelle, and reveal it. Because of our rebellion. How many has ever been rebellious? At least once. God had a master plan. And his plan was to pick two ordinary, common people. See, what I love about the Christmas story is, is, is God used not only Mary and Joseph, two common people, but he, he also selected shepherds, who back in the day, shepherds were the outcasts. They were the ones that no one wanted, and he picked the shepherds to be part of the story. He also picked the wise men who were the elite of the elite. So the Christmas story is filled with all all kinds of common people. You've got Joseph, you've got Mary, you've got the shepherds, you've got the wise men, you've got the angels, and all together these characters weave together a beautiful story of hope and joy. Now, Mary was a virgin, and the Bible says that Mary was part of this story, and her name means because of our rebellion. I think all of us can think of at least one time when we've been rebellious to God's plan, to God's call. When God asks us to do something, we, we, we automatically rebel. And God knew that, but he chose Mary because of our rebellion. Now watch this. Joseph is the other character in this beautiful Christmas story. And Joseph, his name means, go ahead, David, reveal that. God has given. Now watch this. Because of our rebellion, because of our Sin, because of our weaknesses, because of our insecurities and our fears, because of our rebellion, watch this, God has given. He's given it. It's free. It's available. And he's given it to you and me. So God chose Mary because of our rebellion. And Joseph, God has given. God has given because of our rebellion, Jesus, and his name means a savior. Isn't that powerful? 
Because of our sin, because of our rebellion, because of our weaknesses, God has given, his name is Jesus, a Savior. And because of that, we can have tremendous joy in the midst of uncertain times. Can I get an amen? Can I get an oh me? Can I get, that's good preaching, Pastor Scott. Can I get something? That's the story of Christmas. Because of our rebellion, God has given a Savior. And that brings joy to the world. Michelle and David, go ahead and put your, put your gifts down. Thank you very much. Let's look at, at Joseph now just for a few minutes. And let's look at the, 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 the statement, you bring joy into the world when? So we're going to join, we're going to, uh, join Jesus, and we're going to bring joy to the world. How many of you want to bring joy in the world? Let me see your hands. You bring joy into the world by number one. Here's the first fill in the blank. You bring joy into the world when you live righteously. When you live righteously. Look in Matthew chapter uh, 1 and verse 19. Look what it says. It says, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and yet he did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. The first attribute I love about Joseph is that Joseph made the decision that he was going to live righteously. Now watch this, church. You bring joy into the world when you do what is right by living righteously. I want you to notice that living righteously is not perfection. God doesn't expect you to live perfectly, but he does expect you to live righteously. And what I love about this is Joseph got the news that his fiance, Mary, was pregnant. And by the way, she was not only pregnant, not by him, but by the Holy Spirit. This threw him for a loop, and it would throw you for a loop too. If ever, if ever there was a time not to do the right thing, this was the time. You mean, my, my fiancé is pregnant, she's a virgin, and she's pregnant by the Holy Spirit. That threw Joseph for a loop, and it would do the same thing to you. And if anyone had the right not to do what was right, it was Joseph. But what I love about Joseph is it says this, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful. Everyone say faithful. He was faithful to the law, and yet he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. I hope this Christmas season that you and I make the decision that we are going to live righteously and do what is right. You know, there are some Christians who their goal is to expose other people's weakness. And they think that they are doing God a service and they're doing the church a service by waking up every single morning and their goal is, God, I want to expose someone else's faults, someone else's weaknesses. I call them trappers. They're always trying to trap other people and expose other people's weaknesses. What I love about Joseph, although he was confused, although he was, he was panicked, 
although he didn't understand what was going on, my, my fiance is pregnant and she's pregnant with the Holy Spirit. His goal, watch this, was to do the right thing. And I pray this Christmas season that God would raise up men and women in this church that simply are going to do the right thing because we live righteously. We live to honor God. And as confused as Joseph was, he made the decision. I'm going to be faithful to the law. I'm going to be faithful to God. I don't understand it. I don't like it. I didn't choose this. But whatever the case, I am going to do what is right. And I'm not going to focus on exposing other people. I'm going to focus on myself, and I'm going to focus on living righteously. And that's what I love about Joseph. If I were you this week, this month, I would stop focusing on other people's weaknesses. Are y'all with me this morning? Stop focusing on trying to expose other people. Be like Joseph and say, I'm not going to expose Mary. Whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do quietly because God is ultimately in charge. And can I tell you something? You're not in charge of other people's behavior. You're not in charge of trying to expose other people. That's not your job, trappers. Your job is to honor God and to live righteously. I have found, now this is just me, that I've got enough trouble in my own life. I don't need to wake up, right, Sarah? I don't need to wake up trying to look for other people's weaknesses and expose them. I got enough issues of my own. God, help me to live righteously. Help me to do the right thing. Can I get an amen? Now, this may be weird, but as I was praying about this this week, I felt like the Holy Spirit told me that there was somebody in the church, in this church, right now, either in the audience or watching online, you're in the middle of a lawsuit. And God wants you to do the right thing. It may be hard. It may be something that you don't want to do. But God is wanting to use Joseph's and Mary's and shepherds and wise men. And he's looking for us to simply do the right thing thing. You bring joy into the world when you live righteously. Can I get an amen? amen? Number two, you bring joy into the world when you live fearlessly. Fearlessly. Look at, look at Matthew chapter 1. You're still there. Look at verse 20. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Do you know the common theme of Christmas? Not only to the wise men, the shepherds, to Mary, to Joseph, is one common theme, and here it is. Do not fear. The angels said that immediately to Joseph. The angels said that immediately to Mary. The angels said that immediately to shepherds. Why? Because like shepherds and like Mary and like Joseph, we fear. And fear can be a, a paralyzing force 
And I think what the Holy Spirit says to us today as we are in the middle of a pandemic and uncertain times and division in our nation, God is saying to us today the same message that he said to Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds, and the wise men, and here it is, do not fear. I want you to get your pencil out, your pen right now, and I want you to write this in your notes. Write this. I am fearful of. And then I want you to list out what you are fearful of. I found that there are a lot of people that are fearful of a lot of things. Maybe you're here today and you're afraid of dying. Maybe you're here today and you're, you're, you're afraid of, 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 of losing your job. Maybe you're here today and you're afraid that something's going to happen to your kids. Maybe you're here today and, and you're afraid that your wife is going to leave you or your husband's going to leave you. Maybe you're here today and you're afraid that you're going to run out of money. Fear is real. And the message of Christmas is live fearlessly. When you are afraid, don't allow fear to grip you and control you. Because fear comes in our lives, it gives us the opportunity to put our trust in God and in God alone. Psalm 56 verse 3 says, watch this, when I am afraid, watch this, I will trust in you. See, whatever you filled in the blank there when, when, when I asked you to fill that in, I am afraid of dying. I am afraid of running out of money. I am afraid that something's going to happen to my kids. That's real. And it doesn't say if you're afraid. It says when you are afraid. I see Gail Harris here in the Harris family, and, and I've been in contact with JB last night and early this morning. Fear, I know, crept into your heart and your life. You get word that a, a granddaughter's in a tragic accident, and suddenly fear is real. And when we are faced with fears, whatever your fear is, that gives you the opportunity of putting your trust in God. I hope this Christmas season that you make the decision that you're going to live righteously, but number two, you're going to live fearlessly. When I am afraid, I will trust in him. If you ever make your way into my office, which for most people, that is a bad thing, <laughs> to be called into the pastor's office. I don't understand it. It's a comfortable office. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm an easy guy to, 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 to get to know, but people are afraid to come into the pastor's office. But if you ever get called into the pastor's office, you're going to see my office is filled with pictures all over the whole office. Karen Williams, several years ago, when I was out of town, took all my pictures and put them all up on the wall. And it is beautiful. I love sitting in my office and looking at all, all the pictures. There's one particular picture that I love, and here it is. I've got it with me here today. And, and uh, this is a picture of me skydiving. 10,000 feet. And I've got no one to blame but our former music pastor, Raphael. We were in the middle of a, a series called Fearlessness. And it was probably 10 years ago, maybe nine and a half years. How many were at the church when I did this crazy thing? And I'm in a staff meeting, 
And we're talking about, okay, what's what people's greatest fear? And Raphael said, I think it's a great idea for somebody to jump out of a plane. And he said, Pastor Scott, I think you would be perfect. <laughs> and can I tell you, God is my witness. This didn't make me afraid. I thought, that's a great idea. And so that was on a Monday. By Tuesday morning, Raphael and I are driving to DeLand for me to jump out of a plane from 10,000 feet. In fact, it didn't affect me at all. But I didn't even tell my wife, Tammy, until I'm in the car with Raphael. And I thought, you know what? It'd probably be a good idea for me to call Tammy and tell her that this morning I'm jumping out of a plane at 10,000 feet. And I called her, and she became fearful. But you know what? I was not fearful. In fact, I've never been fearful until September 14th of 2019. Most people are afraid to get up and speak. That doesn't affect me at all. Most people are fearful of snakes. I don't like snakes, but I don't dream about them. I'm not fearful. I've never been fearful until September 14th. 2019. And at 58 years old, fear came into my life. And I can relate to Joseph now. I can relate to Mary now. I can relate to the shepherds now. Because they were scared. They were fearful. And for the first time in my life, 58 years old. Fear has come into my life. I don't like it. It's unfamiliar to me. I'm not a fearful person, but now I'm afraid and I'm fearful. And it's given me the opportunity that when I am afraid, I can quickly shift and say, God, I'm afraid something's going to happen again. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. And Joseph had to do it. And Mary had to do it. The shepherds had to do it. And I've got to do it every time fear creeps in. I've got to quickly identify it and shift it and say, God, I'm afraid right now. And there's nothing wrong with being afraid. But when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. I was in a, a meeting last week. And, and my daughter calls me four times in a minute. And suddenly, I'm gripped with fear. I know that something's wrong, but Allison calls me four times in a minute, something's happened. I pick up the phone after number four, and her question to me is, Dad, where's the TV remote? Four times. I, I'm glad you're enjoying that. Scared the fire out of me. I've never had to think like that. I've never even went there. But after September 14th, now I've got a fear just like you've got a fear. And I don't know what your fear is. But when you are afraid, 
Make the decision to be like Joseph and shift your fear and say, God, I'm afraid. I'm going to trust in you. I hope this Christmas season that you live righteously. I hope that this Christmas season that you live fearlessly. Number, number three, very quickly, if you're still with me, let me hear an amen. Uh, number three, you bring joy in the world when you live obediently. Obediently. I love what, I love what Joseph says here in, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 24. When Joseph woke up, it was a bad dream, but when he woke up from the dream, watch this, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him to do, and he took Mary home as his wife. You know what my prayer for you is today? Bruce, if you'll go to the keyboard. I pray that you will not only live righteously, just do the right thing, live fearlessly, be full of faith, don't allow fear to paralyze you, don't allow fear to cripple you, don't allow fear to immobilize you, live fearlessly. And then number three, what I love about Joseph is live obediently. I love what it says, he did what the angel commanded him to do. He lived obediently. It would have been a lot easier for him just to bolt, leave town. It would have been a lot easier for him just to say, you know what, this is way too much for me. I can't handle this. God picks somebody else. But at the bottom line, Joseph, God has added, he added obedience into the equation. And Joseph simply said, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. I'm not comfortable with it. This doesn't make me feel. Can I tell you something? Your feelings have nothing to do with it. God's going to ask you to step up like Joseph. God is going to ask you to step up like Mary, and he's not interested in your feelings. He's interested in you and I simply bringing joy into the world by doing whatever he commands you to do. And you bring joy into the world when you live fearlessly. You bring joy in the world when you live righteously. You bring joy in the world when you simply obey. And we've got all these excuses. We've got all these reasons why we don't want to do it. We don't, we don't feel led. Really. I'm sure Joseph didn't feel led. I'm sure Mary didn't feel led. I'm sure it wasn't comfortable. I'm sure it wasn't convenient. I'm praying that God would raise up men and women in this church that live righteously. They do the right thing. They live fearlessly. They, 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 they move beyond their fears, and they live by faith, and they live obediently. Yes, sir, is a great response. Yes, sir, I'll do it. I don't understand it. I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel good, but I'm going to do it. He simply did what the angel asked him to do. Church, God's going to ask you to do something in the next 30 days that you're not going to like. He's going to ask you to do something that you've never done before. He's going to ask you to do something that is out of your comfort zone. He's going to ask you to do something that you've never done before, and I pray you'll be like Joseph and simply say, yes, sir. Why? 
because you bring joy in the world when you live a life of obedience. We got to go, but let me give you real quickly six things that happen when you obey. You might want to write these down. Number one, when you obey, it honors God. God is honored. You may not like it. It may not feel good to you, but God is honored when you obey. Number two, when you obey, it benefits other people. Benefits other people. Hey, church, look at me just for a moment. Merry Christmas. This is not about you. When you obey, other people benefit from it. And there are hundreds, look at this, there are thousands of people. They're on the verge of a breakthrough. They're on the verge of a blessing. They're on the verge of uh, seeing God in a new way. And the only thing that's holding them back from seeing that is your obedience. God wants you to bring joy in the world like Jesus by simply obeying. And when you obey, other people benefit. Number three, when you and I live obediently, it teaches us humility. Number four, it opens doors for blessing. Number five, it allows God to trust you more. Watch this, church. The Bible in this principle is so very, very clear. If you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful over much. God has so much more for you. But you and I got to prove ourselves to be dependable and trustworthy. And when you obey, it allows God to trust you more. And then number six, when you live obediently, it creates a culture of peace. You ever disobeyed? You ever disobeyed? I was up in Virginia last week preaching for Pastor Will. This is hilarious. He has a, he has a, a, a big a lab dog. And so he took me, he grilled out some beautiful steaks. And, 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 and I said, this is my first time seeing his brand new house. So I said, hey, show me around the house. So he left the steaks on the counter. And he took me on a little tour of the house. We weren't gone five minutes. And we came back, and two New York strip steaks were gone. It was so cute. I wish I had a video of it. Piper! Piper comes into the room, and Will said, just like he's talking to a kid, did you eat those steaks? And the look on that dog's face, he was human. Yes! I ate those steaks, and shame and guilt fell on that dog, Piper. <laughs> See, when you disobey, there's guilt, there's shame, there's no peace. But watch this. Nothing changed in Joseph's life other than him saying, yes, sir. And in an instant, he went from confusion and fear and worry and questions, and suddenly peace came into his life. Why? Because he obeyed. I pray this Christmas season that you'll live righteously. You'll do what's right. 
I pray you'll live fearlessly and conquer your fears. And I pray that you will live obediently. Because when you do that, you join Jesus in bringing joy to the world. Would you stand up across the auditorium? Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Christ the Lord. Come on, let's sing. We'll give Him all the glory. We stand here today in turbulent times, confusing times. Lord, I, I pray for each person that's watching over the internet. I pray for each person that's here in the auditorium today that you would help us to live a little bit more like Joseph this Christmas season. God, I pray we'll do the right thing. God, I pray that we will conquer fears. God, I pray that we will live a life of obedience. We bring joy into the world when we live like you. And I pray that in our lives, and the lives of the people around us, that we will help to bring in joy to a world that's filled with confusion and division. Help us, God, to bring joy into this world this Christmas season. I pray your blessing over your people. Now may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God give you the courage and the faith and the wisdom to live to honor him and bring more joy into this world. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's wonderful people said, amen, amen and amen. God bless you, church. I love you. We'll see you next week. Go and send no more. We'll see you. God bless you.